Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to be able to share topics as well as guests that will empower you to grow your leadership confidently and take your business or your life to that next level. Today, I am having another Victoria on. (laughs) Victoria Wolf will be my guest. Currently, Victoria and her husband are nomads. This is so exciting to me. Living full-time in an RV as they travel the country, running their businesses, cooking, and exploring. Victoria is a graphic design designer, a chef, artist, and content creator. And she shared that she has taken much of her life to discover what her true talents are. And she has those talents to now offer to the world as she travels around with her husband. Now that she knows what those talents are, she's has her purpose, her direction, and her mission. Our title for this is please or living life unconventionally with no apologies, living life unconventionally with no apologies. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Victoria Wolf. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Such a great title because, you know, part of what I always talk about is, you know, stop trying to be perfect. <laughs> you know, things are going to go wrong. And if you beat yourself over it, your life will just never be happy. So very, very true. And I've, I, my entire life, that has been a challenge and, um, I don't want to say it's like, geez, it's taken me 50-something <laughs> years to get there. It's, it's, it's Turn it around. It's like, I got there. You know what I mean? It's a journey. It's not a destination. But sometimes it can be frustrating. Um, but the, the goal is to always become, you know, become a better person, learn more about yourself mm. and grow. At least that's been my goal uh, ever since I can remember. And um, sometimes those paths are quick. Sometimes they're slow. Sometimes there's dead ends. There's forks in the road there's yeah. all these things um but if you keep at it and you, you you really have a desire to 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 change and be and be the person you've always wanted to be then you just keep going and you will be rewarded at some point um but you have to be open to it i think that was the greatest thing i realized is you you have to be willing to accept it accept your truths and it, it's so weird that you don't want to accept your your it's weird to say this even your greatness <laughs> you know your talents and your greatness and it's like you just have to be able to, and I'm finally getting there. It's an ongoing process. I'm never going to say I'm there and I have it figured out. So, you know, and I think really it is a a problem that we women have sometimes, I think more than men is that we're always 
you know, not wanting to toot our own horns. We are always trying to be dismissing our greatness. And that keeps us from really soaring as the great leaders that we can be. So that's why, that's why this topic is so important. Yes, it's really, it's still very hard for me to, to say good things about myself and say what I'm great at and good at. And the, the thing I tell myself, um, especially with our YouTube channel, because um, it's funny you say that men don't have that issue. Uh, my husband actually does. He's not, you know, it's not like it's an issue, but he's, he's very much like me. He doesn't like to say things about himself, what he's good at. And um, we have to keep telling ourselves to be a little bit more shameless and yeah. not in that that crazy TV show on Netflix, shameless kind of way, because those people are shameless and um, they're so shameless. I can't watch it. Even it's a love hate relationship. It's very uncomfortable to watch for me, but we, we did what that tells us is we, we just have to own what we are, what we do and promote ourselves even more. And the fact that we have to remind ourselves that is um, I don't know if that means we're humble people. I don't know if that means we have work to do, but it is something that is, you know, an ongoing process for us. Yeah, and and I think a lot of a, a good way to do that is whenever you have your story be somebody else's story, you know, where there are things about you, but you've met people that have similarities that you can tell their story. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more impactful because now now the other folks are saying, say, oh, well, she's not talking about herself. She's talking about someone else. So maybe I can think about, well, maybe that could be me, you know, that right, she's right. talking about. And, and that's interesting. You talk about telling other people's stories because one of the things that one of my businesses in my graphic design, I, I focus almost entirely on producing books for authors. Um, I do mm-hmm. design, cover, interior design, ebook, websites. And so I do have a lot of stories. I don't get to read every book because if I read every book as I was doing the layout, I would still be working on them. But I, I speed read. I'm a good speed reader. Um, and I get the gist of everything and I talk to the author. So I do actually, that's a great point. I have a lot of stories and I, I probably use them more than, than I realize. And yeah. people are so fascinating. The, the, yes. the books that I work on, I mean, anything you could possibly imagine, any topic, um, I've, I've probably done a book on it and it's, um, it's just ph- phenomenal. And, and that's another place where you see people really breaking out of what they believe they're supposed to be, what they've been told they're supposed to be. And they finally decide, I'm going to put my my yeah. voice out there, my story out there. And many of them are terrified. It kind of goes with the territory, but it, they're so brave to do that. And I know that um, for me, it, it, it's bravery as well, because I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago, um, and it's, it's a very transparent, honest and um, open book. And it was kind of terrifying to do, but it was part of this process for me of not apologizing anymore. This is who I am. This is what I think. This is what I've been through. This is what I dreamed, you know, and you can have whatever comment you want, because you know what, I don't care anymore, because I've spent my entire life caring about what people think, what what I should do, what's going to make this person happy. I mean, I'm still kind of that person on, on, on some level, but it's not overreaching it's not controlling my life I'm, I'm not I'm also not the person that will just you know no filter tell you whatever it's like I don't care how that makes you feel or whatever I, I think I'm trying I've struck a nice happy balance but it is very freeing 
that book was terrifying to write, but at the same time, it freed me from all the constraints yeah. uh, that I had carried almost all my life. So it was wow. pretty cool. <laughs> so why don't you just take a moment to share a little bit about you and your family? Where do you live and, you know, what makes up your family? Well, I have a, I have a small family. <laughs> I actually have an interesting story. In a nutshell, um, I was adopted um, five days old in Chicago, um, lived with these people in Florida my whole life for 29 years. It was not a good situation. Usually there's good adoption stories and bad adoption stories. I am the bad adoption story. Uh. <laughs> and um, I survived and everything, but it was always a goal to find my my mom, my birth mom. And then in 1993, I did. Uh. And whenever I make reference to my mom or my family, that's my family now. The adopted family, um, except for my brother, um, who I sort of talked to, disowned me, and they have now passed away since anyways. Um, so it's my husband, Rich, who we've been together since 2013. I'm, he's my second marriage. <laughs> he's the, the, the right marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was almost 25 years, and that was 25 years of um, getting not, not getting it right. Mm. Um, and then um, we have a son, which actually is my son from my first marriage. Um, he's 18, almost 19. He's living on his own in Denver, doing his thing, oh, uh, wow. finding himself, having the courage to to not go to college because that's not what he wanted to do and actually tell his dad that and survive. <laughs> uh, and, and so I've, I've always encouraged it's just, you know, just do you and mm -hmm. what, you know, it all work out. And then my husband, Rich, he works in the publishing business um, with me. He's kind of on the production side of, um, he helps, he does the Amazon which is in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We're here, we're in the Upper Peninsula for the next three weeks. Um, but we, we, we started this journey, this RV journey out of Denver. Um, I lived in Denver for 27 years. Um, Rich, my husband was there for 16 years. He's originally from Michigan. And so my birth mom, who I've been with for almost 30 years now, uh, she's back in Denver and I have family in Chicago. I had a big family. My, uh, my, my biological family is pretty big. Mm -hmm. My adoptive family was pretty small. Mm -hmm. And so no pets. We lost our little guy last year. Um, he was 13. He oh, had wow. a good life, but um, yeah, it's just him and I in our 43 foot fifth wheel and big, <laughs> big truck to pull it with. Um, and it's, it's kind of nice, you know, it's just yeah. traveling just around and being us. So you had froze a little bit. Um, so I wonder if you ask, answer the question, why did you decide to live your life as a nomad? No, I didn't answer that. So Okay. Uh, why did we decide to do this? Well, it was something, um, well, Rich actually had done it in his previous life um, with uh, for two years, and he really, really liked it. But he was, he was much younger. He was in his uh, mid, mid to late 30s, I think it was. And back then full-time RV living was really for the retired people. Yeah. So he was, he wasn't as happy in that life because he wasn't meeting people on the road. And so he landed in Denver and, and went back to a normal life. Um, and then we've been talking about it for a few years. And then in, um, two, in 2000, we had a business we had put our, our heart and soul into for five years, a, a gluten-free baking company um, did not survive because of COVID, but because of a bad choice of investor. And um, it devastated us. And mm. I think, you know, we were looking for, you know, we're the kind of people it's like always wants to be doing something, yeah. striving towards something. And we decided, okay, this, we're going to do this. And so we, we gave ourselves two years to plan. 
and um, and we 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 built up our design and marketing company. We started the YouTube channel first with cooking videos, and then we added the RV lifestyle, and um, and then we hit the road. And uh, we April seventh of this year, we we it was the first night we've stayed in the RV, and we've been in it ever since. And awesome. we left Colorado at the beginning of May, and here we are in Michigan. So <laughs> I think. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you building a YouTube family of, of followers now? We are. We are. It is um, It is probably of all the things I've done in my life, business-wise, creative-wise, it is the hardest thing I, I have ever done. I think Rich would agree. It is not easy, but it is quite fulfilling. And I think that it also fulfills for me one of these um, desires I've always had to be somewhat of a performer, but never knew exactly what I could do or what I should do. And so I actually love doing, I especially love doing the cooking videos, yeah. um, all of it. Uh, but it's, it, it is a challenge every day. You've, you've got to be working on building your community. Um, we're getting, we're, you know, we're doing pretty well and it's, it's just, you got to keep producing, putting the videos up. We commit to two videos every week. One's a cooking video, one's an RV lifestyle video. And um, it's, it's been great. And, and all the other creators we've met, all, there's a ton of RV um, lifestyle creators out there and um ah. it's cool that, that there's that community there's the community of our followers it's um it's 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 a lot of communities and it's really cool i think you have a new book that you could pull together with all of that community have each yeah. of them write their story and have a collective book book about rv living our way <laughs> God, that's an amazing idea. I oh think my. it would be, I think it would fly off the shelves. I think so too. There's been a lot of RV books, but because um, it's hard to write an entire book about your RV journey. Yeah. There, there's a lot of redundancy in, in, in RV life, you know, as it is with normal life. Um, unless you have an RV journey that did not turn out well, then um, <laughs> yeah, you might have a good book there. But that's great, like an anthology. Anthologies are, are very popular, and I've actually worked on quite a few anthologies. And um, that is a great idea. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think you should do that. I would buy it for sure. When I was in my uh, early teens, 12 or so, my father, who was a postman, had four weeks vacation. So we went from Pittsburgh all the way to California and back. The lower half, the, the first two weeks, the upper half, the second two weeks. And there were, at that time, we had five, six kids and my parents. And a car with no air conditioning, pulled a, a high-low trailer, no air conditioning. Oh, my goodness. That's and we did it in July. Oh, <laughs> We have movies and stories and, and it was great. And, and I think that uh, people would like to know what it's like, you know? Yeah, that's a great, because everybody has a different reason for, for doing this lifestyle. There are full timers, there are what's called some timers, and mm -hmm. then there are most timers. And <laughs> most timers are pretty much out most of the year, except for two or three months. Some timers are usually all summer or something like that. And then obviously full time is us. And most full timers have no home, but what what where they yeah. you know, what they're pulling behind them or they're driving, even though some full timers do have a home base. Um, we have just you know home is where we park it, and nice. we, we don't have a home base. We have a little storage unit back in Denver with like you know pictures and stuff like that. But we really literally got rid of everything. And so do you have like a, a the UPS store mailbox or something like that for your mail to go to or how? No, I have work? a mom. I have a mom and. <laughs> She's back in Denver. She's a po postal worker mom. I don't know. 
whatever that is. Um, she she gets all of our mail, and then with um, with the design business, we have some clients who still like to write checks, and so she deposits our our business check. She she's been really great at it. I mean, she'll send. She's got this service where she can see what's coming in the mail before it gets there, and so she'll send me an email. Well, this is coming, and that is coming. I mean, she is better than any service I could possibly find. Um, but there are services um, for. Or uh, full timers that they can use that um, that that will get your mail and then they'll send it to you where wherever you may be. Um, but luckily, I have my mom, so I don't have to use those. Awesome! Make sure you um, reward her. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. So, was there a major event that really changed that you decided you're going to do this? You did it before COVID really hit, right? Or or was that COVID closing of that business the thing that said, you know, we've just, we're going to do this? We're gonna well, I, yeah, I think it was that. And then the fact that our son was graduating high school, he graduated high school in 21. So we knew that he was going to either be at college, which I sure suspected he wasn't going to go, <laughs> or he was going to do something. He, he was hell-bent on moving out because he he wanted to get, this sounds bad. He wanted, he wanted to be on his own because he didn't want to live two places anymore. He really was trying to get on his own, getting away from his dad more than anything. And so we knew he was going to, he was going to be gone. We didn't have to have a place for him to live. Um, and so we thought it was our, this was our opportunity. And we surely did not want to wait until, you know, we were retired or in our mid sixties, not that we're going to be in bad shape then. I really hope not. Um, <laughs> but you want to do it when you're, when you want to do it. I mean, life is short. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where we're going to be in 10 years. And, um, but really if, if, if we didn't lose the business, we wouldn't have been able to do it. But I think at some point in our life, we would have tried to do it because it's something that, you know, Rich wanted to get back to doing it. And it's something I've always wanted. I found it so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's so cool to just live in an RV and travel around. And you do really meet interesting people. Uh, and at each of those places that you stay, I, that's what I always found that was quite nice is the, the people that you meet are just <laughs> so interesting to get to know. Oh, they are. And every, every campground has different types of people. And there's what I'm saying, this is all new to me. So I'm learning so much. Um, there's, there's campgrounds where you get more weekenders. There's campgrounds where you get more full-timers. Um, and so those are totally different groups of people. Yeah. And um, it's really quite interesting. And we have met a lot of wonderful people along the way. One, one of the things we love to do when we travel is we like to dig in uh, locally and kind of try to sort of, I don't want to say live like a local because we don't live there, but but just kind of move around like a local. And so we, we always look for interesting old, what you might consider dive bars to go visit. We used to do that in Denver too, but mm -hmm. um we went to one in Elkhart, Indiana, and had a conversation with the bartender and a guy that was sitting there. And it was a really interesting conversation. And we left there and it's like, you know, if we would have stayed in Denver, we would have never had this experience. And it, and that's just one of the many that, that we've had. And I think if, if you're a lover of experience and different experiences and just want to take in you know, what all that life change and want to experience new things on an almost daily basis and um, if you do then you should go buy an rv <laughs> so you have businesses as we can see in your background how do you and your husband stay focused 
you know, you have to drive from place to place. How, do you have like a calendar that says we're going to be in this city, this state for this length of time, and these are the things we want to accomplish while we're there, or is it day by day planning? Oh, we we're we're planners. We we have our campgrounds booked booked through the end of January which you kind of have to um, because we like to stay two and three and four weeks at a campground now in the summer here in Michigan two weeks is probably where, where we are because um, they fill up and they don't let you stay because it's high season but as we move south um, starting in September we're in the three to four week range for every campground um, and as far as we kind of have a loose idea what we're going to do when we get there but we really like to just get there and, and do some exploration um, we like in we're going to the Bardstown area of Kentucky in September and there's a bourbon festival so we definitely oh. know we're going to the bourbon festival and then um, the manufacturer of the RV that we have Van Lee they are having a rally in Georgia so that's kind of an event type location that we're going to and that'll be in um, uh, October Ella J Georgia oh yeah Ella J yes well definitely if you come near Atlanta go to Stone Mountain has a great campground Oh, but, um, I've heard about that one. It's really yeah, it's really pretty there. So if you do, give me a ring and we will definitely get together and visit oh, yeah. one of your weird dive bars. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, in Atlanta, that could be fun. I was yeah. in Atlanta. I, I grew up in Florida mm -hmm. to Atlanta when I was in my late, late, late teens. Yeah, um, I don't, I went to this place that I went, I think we left at three in the morning. It was a bar. And then we went to an after bar and I had, the, I had one of the best times of my life in Atlanta. I absolutely loved Atlanta. Um, as far as staying, oh, I'm sorry, the start of staying motivated while we work. Um, I've almost, uh, there was a large period of time where I, I had an office and I went to an office in my 30 year career, um, but I started off working from home. And so I've always had this sense of discipline yeah. to, to get my work done. And, and Rich doesn't have... Uh, he doesn't have any issues with it either, but um, it does take a discipline, especially when you're sitting in a beautiful campground and the majority of people around you are on vacation because they, yeah. you know, that's, that's the way it is. And, and you, you're inside working, you know, eight hours a day. Um, it takes discipline, but we find yeah. time to have fun. And you definitely have to have the right equipment, good Wi-Fi. I think that's probably part of your selection of where you stay is how good is the Wi-Fi because, you know, doing your cooking show and things like that, you definitely need to address that. Yeah, we don't even, we don't rely on any campground Wi-Fi because it's not reliable. We have two systems. And then she freezes. And in AT&T, we have a modem and then we have Starlink internet. And even with all that, we still have to be really, really careful because you just don't know Starlink you know, you might have an obstruction because you're, it's a satellite system yeah. and the SIM cards may not be strong. Um, like where we are now, um, we get signal, but the SIM cards aren't strong. We've had to rely on our Starlink and our Starlink is slightly obstructed because we're in the middle of a bunch of trees. So yeah. <laughs> it's always a challenge. Um, so I, I've learned, I've learned um, when I book campgrounds from this point on, I'm going to look at Google Earth and see if there's any trees. So <laughs> Good idea. And we're almost closing uh, to our end. So the last question is, what advice would you give your 20 or 30 year old self? Um, so the, stop thinking too much. <laughs> um, just stop being so perfect, I mm -hmm. think would be, or trying to be so perfect would be a big one. And I think 
now that I think about it, the even bigger one would be you are exactly perfect the way you are. Yeah, you made mm -hmm. a little need a little bit of work, but at your core, you're perfect the way you are. That's right. So the rapid fire is where we're going to go next. And that is where I'll give you a word or I think for all of yours are phrases and just whatever comes to the top of your mind, whatever you say is right. No, no wrong answers. And okay. uh, so what surprised you about your life as a nomad? Um, how strong my anxiety really is. <laughs> and yes. How do you cope with that though? You know, it's just the two of you. Yeah, it, um, I had, I discovered I, I had very, very, um, uh, I won't say paralyzing as it wasn't paralyzing, very, very strong travel day anxiety. I mean, we're, we're hauling a 43 foot, you know, fifth wheel, which is our home. Everything we own is in it. Um, and um, I do have a bit of anxiety to begin with. And it, it was really, really bad, but I worked on it. I got a little, and I imagine that the owl is, is protecting us and to, to conquer that or, or manage it. So you froze a little bit there. So let's um, talk about that owl one more time so we can get that. Oh, whole. so you can edit it in. Okay. Um, so I got, I, I imagine when we drive down the road, road that I have an owl that's that's flying above us, protecting us, keeping us safe. His name is um, Oswald. And so then, and then Rich found a little stuffed owl uh, and uh. it for me. And so now he hangs on the dashboard, um, but I've gotten better. Um, I, my anxiety is probably 80% less than what it was when we started four months ago. So it's, it was just a process for me, but yeah, it was very surprising. Sure. What's the best location you visited thus far? Oh, well, that's a tough one. So many have been good. Um, I'd say there's this place and we stayed there six weeks. It's outside of Detroit called Camp Dearborn. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful campground. Um, and I, I really, really loved it there. Awesome. So you talked about the uh, no apologies. If, if somebody was out there and was struggling with self-confidence and self-worth and self-care, what, what advice would you give them to um, becoming unapologetic and releasing yourself from shame and and need to make everybody else happy before yourself? Um, just stop. No, it's not that easy. Yeah. Um, but you could put that in, yeah, in yeah. front of you. You'll post it. Stop. <laughs> you know, there is something to the stop because mm -hmm. when you start having those thoughts and they all they all start with thoughts, it always starts with thoughts. And, and if you tell yourself to stop, um, that, 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 that at least is indicating that, that you want to change. Um, but it's the shoulds, woulds, and coulds, and the stuffing down of the wants, what you want, what you need. You know, you know what you want, you know what you need. Your body tells you all the time what's right and wrong, and you just have to start listening. And you can listen, but not trust. So listening mm -hmm. is one thing. Trusting is a different thing. And I trust my instincts so much more, but that has come with experience, and it takes a lot of work to trust yourself and to know that you are enough and to know that there's that that you are perfect the way you are and you don't have to apologize to anybody because if some on them if somebody is upset with you that's on them that's one of the hardest things to to understand and accept but unless you're being i always say unless i'm being rude unless i'm being obnoxious there i don't have to apologize for anything you know yeah. if, if i'm kind and nice and considerate those are that's really all i owe another human being 
and caring, of course, too. Um, I don't owe them anything else. I owe a lot to myself, though. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I've overlooked my entire life. Yeah, I always say, you know, live the golden rule. Mm. You know, that's the way to go. I've always done that, but I didn't do that for myself. <laughs> so I think we covered most of this, but is there one or two things that the last two years has taught you um, about yourself that you really didn't expect to find out? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I guess it, there's 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 the saying this is that goes to you're stronger than you believe, more capable than you are. I can't remember the whole one, but but there's there's so much truth to that. I've been I've been doing graphic design for 30 years, and only in the last two or, two or so years did I actually realize how good I am at it. And it, you know, it's kind of you think of oh, that's sad. You know, 28 years thinking you suck, but. I don't think I thought I'd suck, but you know, I never appreciated it. And it's it's kind of like that my in everything in my life. I, the biggest surprise is that I am stronger than I thought and more resilient and more talented and more creative and more everything. It's just been two years of more. And um, it, it's nice. I, I think one of the main reasons or my what held me back is I always thought and I can trace this back to an incident when I was younger is that if you feel that way about yourself you're being you're being boastful and you're being obnoxious and mm -hmm. you should really just not do that and and so I think I, I took that to heart but it isn't that I mean you can be yeah. obnoxious and but but you know you can do it and not be obnoxious too right the last one is what do you want to be remembered for I'd like to say in my humor, but some people don't think I'm that funny. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I, I guess I just want to be remembered for somebody who 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 figure who who may not have figured it all out, but at least tried their whole life to 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 get where they wanted to go and be and be a better person and help as many people along the way. I think that's great. I think it's great. I think that one thing you should be remembered for is that you had an idea and you acted on it. So many people have that, those great ideas and never, ever act on it. That, that is very true. And that's another way of not, not listening to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now it's my time to warn those that are listening to the audio to grab a pencil and a paper. I'm going to share my screen that has Victoria's information. I will read out her website information and uh, then we'll let her talk about her free gift. So her website is https colon forward slash forward slash www dot g like George, f like Frank, e x p l o r e r s dot com so gfexplorers.com that's her website she is available to uh, have you search by that gf explorers on pinterest on youtube on instagram she is um, gf explorers for facebook you want to go and linkedin you want to just look her up by her name victoria wolf and she is on TikTok, so you can find her everywhere. Victoria, why don't you tell them about your free gift? Um, my free gift is a um, chapter, a free, you can read a free chapter of my book, Perpetual Conflict. It's the introduction chapter. Um, and if 
if you like it, there's there'll be a link that you can go buy on Amazon. I hope you enjoy the the first chapter. It kind of sets the stage for the entire book. That's right. And we'll have to have you back when you write that book about the RV travelers so yes, that we can talk about that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we definitely want to see that. Awesome. All right, stop sharing. So thank you so much for joining me this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whatever time people are <laughs> listening to this. It was wonderful to hear all about your nomad life and how that has shaped how you are able to really take advantage of no apologies, living your life the best way you can and, and taking care of you first. And I think that's just for women, especially to build your confidence and understand how important that is, is something that, you know, I definitely want to share. I encourage everyone to please reach out to her website, gfexplorers.com. Get that book. And, uh, and let us know uh, as on Facebook and LinkedIn and different places, what you thought of the podcast, as well as let her know what you think about her book and, and, and also bug her to get that next book out there because <laughs> we do want to hear all about, and if you have an RV, send that, send her a message that you want to give some stories about your RV. We'll get her a list of people to, mm -hmm. to be in that compilation. So I, again, want to thank you so much. And um, Victoria Wolf has been a wonderful guest. We definitely want to remind everybody that remember life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. And we see Victoria and her husband are definitely doing that. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. <laughs>